0: this is your drive time news blast 30 minutes jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth liberty and justice this is monica perez
1: and i'm brad binkley
0: the big news is the state of the union has never been better the be- this is the best moment in time for our country since the Constitution required the President of the United States to tell Congress what the State of the Union is every year. So, until the, since those words were penned, we have lived, we are now living in the best America there ever was. There you
1: go. There's breaking news right there. <laughs>
0: So of course my son was reading, I had it printed out this morning, left it on the table. My 14-year-old, who just like can't not read something that's sitting in front of me, was just I went to the bathroom, I came back, and he's like five pages into it. He's like, Wow, this is great. Everything's great. And he's like, Is that is that even possible? Like, are things like so, so great? And he's like, How is that? How could he have done that? And I said, Well amazingly low interest rates and extremely high deficits as well as entering office during an expansion period can help however you've got some you're taking a chance when you claim as he does in this like very long campaign ad that it's his that he is responsible for all this stuff that he is the guiding hand for everything from the economy to our spiritual lives Because when and if it crashes, and I absolutely cannot see how we do not have a crash in 2021. I hope I'm wrong. Please, please convince me I'm wrong. But then you take the blame for it. So I feel like it's a double-edged sword what he's going for here. And maybe he means to because he is the master of ambiguity.
1: That's if the coronavirus doesn't get blamed for it. But we can save some of that for later. Oh, it will. It is.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think it definitely has a part for they're they're certainly setting that up
1: did the transcript of reading the transcript does give you that information doesn't capture the full effect did were the protesters did you see I, were they I in the had, transcript? I was
0: playing at the same time that I was reading the transcript. I was playing the YouTube video at two times speed. <laughs> I know maybe I owe it to my tweets to tweet it in real time, but how many of them are really watching? Maybe they are. Maybe people are really watching. My husband wanted to watch it, and I was like, I can't spend that kind of time. <laughs> I have to fast forward it. But I saw the chicks in white standing up for sanctuary cities. I saw a highlight of Pelosi tearing up his speech. Was that properly? The top to trending
1: me? hashtags on Twitter today still were Nancy Pelosi rocks, Nancy the Ripper, and Pelosi (laughs) Tantrum. So, yeah, that was one of the things. That was one of the major things that people remembered from it. And the people who stood up in white that were protesting, they were chanting, You lie! You lie! You lie!
0: Oh, nice. Taking a page off of the Obama era. Yes. So I, I noticed, and then I saw somebody tweeting about it. Like, the whole time I'm thinking, Nancy really needs to get some dental implants. Because her teeth were clearly falling out the entire time. And I noticed somebody said, that's what I thought. And then I noticed somebody said, she needs to stop gumming her dentures, which I guess may be an expression for that. But I just was like, dude, it was distracting.
1: I'm convinced that any of that stuff... At this point, I wasn't always convinced. Oh, you of think
0: this. even that was intentional?
1: Absolutely. Because everything that her... she did on camera last yeah. night, if you watched it, was calculated and intentional and mugging for camera. It was all set up, it was all pre planned. What I got from this was that this was a made for TV showcase of competing publicity stunts. That's all it was with the speech in between. And Pelosi knew she was going to be on camera. Anything that you can do, regardless of what side you're on, that baits the other side to mocking you over something petty or something. I didn't physical. see anybody
0: else mock it. That, somebody tweeted that to me directly.
1: Yeah. I didn't there see was that a lot of mocking press. of her physicality. Uh, oh, and, really? Okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's mockable. So's Trump's. So's anybody who is shows yeah, Pence, some vulnerability. Pence
0: is, yeah. Pence is, is mockable in that it's it's so not, pristine. It's just, it's just stone. Yeah, it's like just, robotic. There's nothing there. Although he does look a lot like Cotton Hill. Yeah,
1: so. yeah, he does. <laughs> being a victim, being victimized by the other side in public is the new path to fame, especially if you're in politics. And Pelosi was hamming it up, and Trump also was a it was a heavyweight fight of publicity. Well, he stunts. just had
0: the impeachment, so that is his victim. Banner.
1: That's his victim banner, and here's some of the things we saw. We saw the ULI publicity stunt. There was Pelosi's handshake publicity stunt, which was the talk of the town, the Twitter town. Trump snubs Pelosi on the handshake, and they showed. Oh, the video. like Warren Sanders. Yeah, similar. Except Trump didn't. He didn't shun her handshake. This is what happened. It's not a problem if he did, but Trump walks up, he hands his speech to Pence and then he hands a copy of his speech to Pelosi. He doesn't shake Pence's hand and he hands it to Pelosi and he's turning around and Pelosi does a half, kind of sticks her hand out a little bit as he's turning around and then pulls it away and is like, Acts like she's just so offended. She she just did that so that right. she could mug for camera right. and act like she was offended by it. It Got was it. it was so stupid and set up. And then shortly thereafter, she rips the the uh, speech in half. Why
0: was that not? Was that triggered by something he said? I didn't see her do that.
1: It was triggered because she was going to be caught on camera doing it at a dramatic moment. And okay, it could be-
0: so was it a response to the handshake or response to words he was saying?
1: Did you notice? It was a calculated it, timing thing. I, I don't was think it was she
0: making it look like
1: I don't think she I don't couldn't personally tell. I don't think it was. A I reaction. just wondered if it Other coincided with
0: might. the chicks in white standing up or the booze.
1: I don't I couldn't yeah. tell. Yeah I, yeah, I can't I can't tell yeah, either. But tell. the ultimate troll or the ultimate publicity stunt and it was a win for Trump, I believe, was giving rush limbaugh the presidential medal of freedom which outraged people on the left everybody stood and clapped for rush because he had just got diagnosed with cancer he looked kind of out of it i don't know if he was acting or if he had just had a chemo therapy session because he's missing work because he's going to do some chemo or radiation or something like that or some sort of treatment he looked out of it and he looked shocked by it although i I did
0: make a point of watching that yeah he's clearly very sick
1: yeah, he did look sick.
0: He's very sick, and his wife is clearly heartbroken. I He was not in the mood to smile. He was obviously not expecting the Congressional Medal, uh, the uh, Medal of Freedom, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. That's not
1: Congress. what AOC, AOC says, though. AOC well, got on the okay, set. Sorry. And I preface a- with,
0: in my opinion, yeah. obviously, most of the time, I think everything is fake, but in my opinion... This is what I was observing and what yeah. I think is true, is that he was really genuinely moved by that. I thought actually it was almost a little rude to surprise him with it because when you're sick like that or undergoing medical treatment, it's very easy to be emotional. He also way. can't hear well. Yeah, I saw the cochlear implants. So I feel like... To put somebody like that, you know, it can be, it can really impact your dignity to like start choking up. And he was, he did make a shocked expression, which could have been fake. I, I did not think so. And I feel like when you have something like that, he's 69 stage four lung cancer. The prognosis is, I, I don't think there's any, usually much hope for that occasionally, but there are surprises, uh, but even though i think rush is a really a deep state actor in the truest sense of the word like one of the most significant political uh, the someone who moves the right moved to the right from the traditional conservative of my father to the neoconservative of the war machine a terrible thing really undermines the fundamental values of this country that i want a hero so when i see that You see authentic pain. You have to remember as we fight this fight that we are human beings. There is a higher thing going on here, whatever you think that is. And that is – he's not inspiring me. I'm just saying it's a reminder that these guys who like run the world are just human beings and that if you let them set the agenda, if you let them frame it all for you, you are missing the higher point where you can beat them every time. As an individualist, spiritual triumph is all that you can do and you can only do it at the individual level and it's all you really need to do. And when you see somebody hurting like that, and and like Vanessa Bryant too, it's a symbol. I mean, I don't know them, but it's a symbol of that, like the true human condition, which is the great equalizer in my opinion.
1: And I'll say this about Rush. Rush. He does a great job of giving you, – you said you weren't inspired by him. I would say that he does a fantastic job of occasionally doing little nuggets in his show yeah, of inspirational – The Tiger Woods, thing. Spe- the yeah, Tiger no, Woods does, thing was fantastic. He is
0: a master at it. I recommend listening saying. to
1: that to anybody. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I do listen. But I, I'm not I'm not saying – I know. I'm just giving him credit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, he, yeah do- he is inspirational. Oh, I mean his – you could go on and on and on about what his – Contra- what his talents are, for
1: sure. He didn't I, go to college. He does a diatribe about how you don't need it. You can succeed anyway, regardless of your starting place. He does have some inspirational bits that are fantastic. Yeah. I'm not saying that you weren't saying that. I'm just, this is my own thing No, about-
0: I wasn't saying that because that yeah. wasn't my point. Right. But he, I think that I, I wasn't, I'm not saying like, I was so inspired by his courage there. Yeah, I was moved. I was moved by his situation. Right. And I think it's an important reminder to what our our position and power really is as fellow human beings, equal in the most important sense of the word. So uh, I found that probably the most interesting moment in the entire
1: speech. You know what AOC said about it? What on Instagram? No. That Rush Limbaugh is a violent racist. That was her response to it. I <laughs> I,
0: I don't. I think attributing emotions to these actors as if their roles are their person yeah. is uh, part of the act.
1: Right. Yeah, of course. It's
0: all Kabuki theater, but I did not find that moment to be uh, a theatrical moment. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of other things, but what else you got on that? I don't want to move. Well, Pelosi, w- yet. Pelosi
1: was one of the only people who didn't stand up for Rush, and I get it. I get this the whole, it's the drama of the situation, but watching it, It kind of felt like a low road moment. Yeah. Yeah. Which
0: now that I would say she might have been doing on purpose, knowing full well what the impact is. Let's just say. So there there were moments like I really resent getting the tearjerker moments out of these. They always do it. Uh, the rush thing I got something out of, whether it was, I mean, obviously it's, it's a manipulation, but I also got something out of the hundred year old guy who was so fit. The, 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 the soldier that he promoted to brigadier general, he was, I, whatever, it was a throwaway moment as far as the actual content of the speech was. But again, it's just this moment of like a a, a one man's life and how important that is. But I absolutely hate it when they try to get you to embrace policies based on you know in a a country of over three hundred million people based on one man's life or one person's struggle. He awarded Trump awarded to a little girl a scholarship. It's like that's pathetic. Like that's actually an embarrassing. Emphasis of how many people don't get scholarships and what it takes to get a scholarship is to be recognized by the president you know <laughs> what's your what's your chances then yeah. so I really don't like that kind of thing. the bigger picture stuff the two big policy things uh uh he talked a lot a lot a lot about the economy booming and like I said I mean I I go for fundamentals and when he kept talking about how great America is. As if this is a country that we have to get together to promote for its greatness. That is not why America was great. America was great because of its liberty, its greatest moment, its greatest of equality and um, wage convergence and all that stuff was was the 19th century. And it ended as we moved away from liberty. And that's when we had this whole world movement of slowing down America and speeding up other countries so they could all stitch together. And that's my last point. Is that I was really reminded of whether it was explicitly or implicitly. Maybe it was because Guaido was there. The, the who he called Mr. President Trump called this usurper from Venezuela, Pr- President Guaido. So who was there? And for me, I've never met a Venezuelan who liked Maduro. So they all hate him. They want us to like invade that country and <laughs> sweep it up. I'm a non-interventionist. I can't even if. Majora's bad. I'm not going to advocate that, but I just keep getting the feeling from Trump that that the tr- what the Trilateral Commission is after, which is Europe as one column, the Americas as another column, and Asia as another column, should eventually stitch up into a world unit. I, I can't help but feel like that's what his job is to kind of stitch up the this region. When he said like our hemisphere. Uh, The globalism, the USMCA, I feel like Trump's job is to stitch up this region. And I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't put it beyond the realm of possibility that we do engage in renewed or any kind of military action like in South America and try to, even if you had like a kind of mini world war or regional war to to kind of bring that home, I wouldn't eventually, three, four years from now, I wouldn't be surprised.
1: I could see that. He's certainly stitching it up with the USMCA, as you said. One other thing about the State of the Union is three Democrats walked out. One of them, this is Congressman Tim Ryan from Ohio. He said, or he tweeted, I just walked out of the State of the Union. I've had enough. It's like watching pro wrestling. It's all fake.
0: Who said that? Sorry. Congressman Tim Ryan. Really? Well, that was probably fake too.
1: Yep, probably right. He's probably if it was yeah.
0: Thomas Massey, I might believe it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so also
1: Iowa is that what we had? On uh, the I agenda? know. I just wanted one more thing. I think oh,
0: that the uh, did he mention Black History Month? I can't remember, but. In that He, he talked about
1: African-Americans a lot, which Van yes. Jones gave yes. him credit for and told oh, Democrats good. they better watch out because he's actually doing stuff for African-Americans. What Van yes, Jones he talked
0: about unemployment stuff. And I wanted to, because it is Black History Month, shout out. I don't know if you can – It has to be people who are dead to be counted as history. But as someone <laughs> who likes real good economics, one of my favorite people of all time in that field is Thomas Sowell. I also love Walter Williams. They're both black guys who are – but they're old, but they're still alive, so I don't know if they count. So then I would say Malcolm X I consider to be uh, a real hero because he grew. He learned. He was not yeah. afraid of the truth. He continued to pursue the truth. It cost him his life, which should not be he's, – he's a real – of the people who, was assassinated, who were assassinated in the 60s, he, uh, I would say – you know, probably is the most underrated.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. That made me think of, for a second, I thought it was a tribute someone was giving to Kobe. But then I realized that wasn't some a tribute somebody gave to Kobe. This was a tribute that a character on a superhero show on the CW made after another character died. And I was like, man, my worlds are getting combined now. From the digital realm.
0: <laughs> oh, to- yes, that that does happen. I mean, I can see it with my son who has Down syndrome. He can't tell the difference now, and he doesn't have like he's not always been that way. It's just too immersive.
1: Yeah, what it is, it really is with this care, and that's what they're going for. Especially- and they do
0: podcasts about like werewolf sightings, so he thinks there are werewolves. Like he wants to go. To the to fever swamp, I'm like there isn't even a place. But the way they present it, it's like War of the Worlds. They present it, it as seems real, very real. And he just can't believe that it's not a newscast. I'm like, it's not a newscast.
1: Yeah. So the yeah. the line it echoed what you just said in this t- in this fictional TV show. But what the character said was the reason this person was such a great. Person, a great man or a great hero wasn't because he was a hero. It was because he started off as not such a good guy and he changed and he became a better man. And yeah, I think that echoes I really echoes what you appreciate were that
0: because that's that whole nature nurture thing where they want to tell you that you're not responsible for your actions because you're just born that way or your environment, your circumstances. You need people to demonstrate that your will. That you are that all you're expected is to do what you can do, and and if you're just if you just have your vector pointed in the right direction, I I would say a baby step is enough. A lot of people go backwards. A lot of people shroud themselves in their own lies and start getting a little kooky, you know. So I just feel like it takes a lot of courage to like wake up every morning and have the energy to face the truth, even if it's the truth about yourself. Yeah. So I just I really admire that. And um, now let, on to someone I don't think is on that journey <laughs> take <Who's>, it away
1: <laughs> who's that
0: um the uh she uh, tweeting
1: abrams oh stacy abrams oh so i almost forgot about that yeah stacy abrams took the opportunity after iowa after the hiccups in iowa which they're still uh waiting for all those results to come in
0: <laughs> but you were right she ooh, sees ooh, ooh, the ooh. moment Mayor pete <laughs> Mayor
1: Cheat yeah. won. Yeah, he's Mayor Pete is right now in first as the delegate winner, while Bernie Sanders is claiming uh, the popular vote win.
0: <laughs> Wait, they just don't they just recycle these yeah. old plots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: and my gosh, that's so. Liz funny. Warren right now three, Biden four. But Stacey Abrams sees the opportunity as voting failure. She's the leader of the voting racist and failure system she's the champion of that she came out in in a series of tweets here's some of the tweets she threw out our first contest must be representative of the american people as a whole people of color have been loyal to the democrat party and deserve more of a voice in our primaries from the start we can accomplish this by multiple states holding primaries the first day of voting so There's her first to attempt to yep. change Iowa because there was talk of Georgia needing to be the new Iowa.
0: See, the thing is, I really love the caucus thing
1: because it's hard to cheat. Yeah.
0: And you get and it's not it's not um secret. So you actually get to see what's going on, which which influences you, and I don't think that's a bad thing, but also you are then gonna validate what they're telling you the results were.
1: Yeah. Here's another good one. Regardless of the tech issues, Iowa uses a caucus system that excludes people who cannot participate because of work or family obligations. The most democratic process invites all eligible voices, which is why – early and mail-in voting and a full election day are essential and she piggy that one was piggybacked off her saying suppression exists when voices are intentionally silenced and when no one is willing to admit or fix the problem voter suppression awaits millions of voters in November unless we organize against efforts to block and discourage votes
0: i find that basically everything these these voting reformists promote diminishes the power of the minority and the individual however you want to label minority it always puts the power with the party and the majority and that these little things that they're like oh it excludes certain people whatever what it actually does is it gives the little guy a chance to participate and just because it excludes some of the little guys there's no reason necessarily to think it's totally systematic
1: yeah she is – you're right, and she she knows that, and she knows that she can use this to build her power. We've been talking about her being the champion of the voter the, – the vote system fails. Stacey Abrams is our champion to fight against this voter suppression thing after Trump wins in 2020, and she's laying the groundwork of that now. And she shows how she's building that power by exploiting the anger, and she says – exploiting the anger to grow her power and her organization she tweeted i encourage everyone who is confused frustrated or angry to take action by volunteering with their state democratic party or signing up at fairfight2020.org <laughs> together we can ensure free and fair elections oh, yeah. for all now and in i the mean future. part
0: part of the now that you mentioned it part of the Psyop might have been to drive people to her.
1: Absolutely. But then
0: on the other hand, this other tweet that somebody copied me on in just shocked horror said, uh, Can you believe, let this sink in? The tweet says, Voters, Liberty Zero, thank you. Voters need to trust the election process regardless <laughs> of who is operating the system. <laughs> And it says, mistakes were made in Iowa. Voters' confidence has been shaken, but people should not lose their faith in our democracy. We must keep voting while we demand accountability and improvement. So it's always like everybody, including Trump, will always say with the voting thing that it's the confidence that matters, that they they are targeting voter confidence, not integrity, not election integrity.
1: Confidence, yes. Confidence.
0: And this is a person who – so she says – Voters need to trust the election process regardless of who is operating the system. The person, amazingly, that this happened and could happen, the person who ran her election that spurred her interest in election in voter whatever, representation or whatever she wants to call it, was the secretary of state of the state she was running for governor. So in Georgia, she was running against Kemp, who was the secretary of state, who was running the election And he was an accused, a credibly accused cheater who destroyed evidence that the 2016 election he might have uh, intentionally opened up to hacking, and it may have been hacked in Georgia. She never brought any of that stuff up, but she does say he, like, stole the election, and on the other hand, when it suits her, or for maybe even just to generate this conversation we're having, she says, you know, trust. Everyone just— Wait till you're told what to do, and I can snap to that.
1: And st- step in line.
0: Right. Vote yeah. for the incarcerated, <laughs> <laughs> the undocumented. Who is That's that? That's all Sarsour? I have on Iowa. Oh,
1: yeah, that was Linda Sarsour, one of Stacey Abrams'. Yeah, no, primary. I have
0: to say, I have to say, I looked at the thing you talked about yesterday of the coronavirus.
1: Oh, yeah. I, Event
0: 201. I
1: mean, Event 201.
0: It blew me away. Uh I mean, it was, it's a live, it says it's going to be a real live epidemic, uh, you know, scenario or whatever. I mean, do people understand what that is? Live is live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't think it is, I, I want, I encourage people to go back and look at it. I just tweeted it at Monica Perez show. I mean, I tweeted it yesterday as soon as I read it. The World Economic Forum st- in October, and this thing started in November, said they were going to do a live scenario of a worldwide epidemic to test. I believe it was to test the systems.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was to test the strain on the systems and have a global effort. So then united I started effort.
0: clicking through for them to show me what that live thing looked like. And I couldn't really, it was all about like instructions and um, videos and all that kind of stuff. But I watched I like, the video. But what's the lot? Li- but what was it live? Did the they video show that I watched, hospitals and stuff? Did they show anything happening in the real world? Because that's what live is.
1: I haven't gotten through all of the video. But yeah, I what, didn't either. I'm not putting
0: you on the spot. What
1: I've watched, it was intercut with like policy, what appeared to be like a policy discussion. And by the way...
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. They were on stage. They had the thing in the background.
1: But they kept cutting to mock news reports that looked like real news reports. And there were some very interesting... I watched the, some of these. There some very interesting things in there. By the way... Any the,
0: hospital scenes or airport There, there were a few that scenes noticed? that
1: they, they cut to. That's not okay. what I focused on in it. Yeah, what yeah, I, yeah, yeah. One of the people involved in this among others, is the Chinese like head of their yes, equivalent of the Center for the Disease Control. I saw Control.
0: that, and I was like, is it in Australia? I, saw, I thought, I wondered, is this like every country in the world, or just like China and Australia?
1: Yeah, and here's what some of the stuff they said in the video, Here, here's what they said. They talked about... How much control of information should there be, and how can false information be effectively challenged, and what if that false information is coming from companies or from governments? Now, we've already talked about Facebook and Google's efforts and all these to silence, quote, conspiracy theories that have been, quote, debunked, and they talked about how the tech platforms have to step forward and acknowledge that they are – not just tech platforms, that they're basically publishers, and that they have to broadcast accurate information and they have to partner with the scientific and health communities to counter these false narratives. And that they need the governments to enforce actions against fake news.
0: That was in the Davos thing because that is yeah, rolling out. That was out in the video. This. this is rolling out. And I and it reminds me, I was looking into the trilateral commission that I was mentioning earlier after the Soto speech just five minutes ago when you and I were talking and i And I made a note that they specifically say that they are they join up business government, academia, media, and civil society to with a goal toward a rules based international system and close cooperation across borders but their this idea of going across institutions across um not industries so much but but um social layers uh, or whatever but point, it's where it reminds me of the crisis of democracy, which was a trilateral commission project that Zbigniew Brzezinski led, which said you have to control people outside of the democratic process by controlling all these different institutions. And it sounds like, I mean, that's every time I read anything from the world economic forum, they are always talking about how you use the private sector to get your, and the government of course, to get these universal like all of these think tanks i mean i think you could go to the posh foundation the Rockefeller foundation found all the same things it's all about world governance and it includes all of those arms all of those estates if you will and with the same
1: goal that's what they were talking about is the way to do it outside of government and if you watch the news the fake newscast within the video i'll put the link to the video that i watched in the show description this is one of the simulation related videos it's just like the reports we've seen on the yeah. news, talking about the way it spreads and everything. And Brzezinski, by the way, I started reading his book that he published, like in two thousand twelve or thirteen. One of his last ones, I can't, I can't remember the title. I'll get it for tomorrow. But man, is it predictive of what's going on now?
0: Oh yeah, he's. It's a blueprint. It's not prediction. That's what. That's what I like. You can go back to nineteen seventy two. He's giving the instructions. He always has, and that's what that is. That's why it's not he's prescient. It's that he's giving the instructions. That is the plan. And here's the thing that I think is most important to understand. The Trilat gives one like phrase lip service to this, but they're definitely not, it's not true. They have the policy in their minds. They say, they know what they want and that is what they're implementing. And they, at that level of the elite, um, technocrats, there is no discussion whatsoever as to what the policy goals are. There are no limits as to what tools they will use to implement those policies. There is there is no best practices. There's no debate. They have established this liberal world order, neoliberal, neoconservative fits right in with it. But it's this world power that they they say they're doing it for us. It's sustainable, it's UN, all of it, but it's all what strikes me most about it. We think we have this Republican-Democrat two-party PSYOP here, and they're all converging to the same stuff. They don't even bother with that. So if you want to know what are the true goals, the true policy agenda that they're using the two-party party PSYOP to kind of zigzag us up towards, read the, anything on any of those websites.
1: Yeah, that website is an eye-opening experience. There's so much there, too. That one, as well as another one I can recommend, is there's a CFR, like offshoot website, that's like World 101, I believe is what it's called. And it's where they teach you about the world and how the world operates internationally. A little bit different than what we're taught in public school systems
0: But I mean, it it may not even be how the world works. It is how they want the world works into what you have to believe about the world in order to accept their policies. So there's no debate on policies because they're feeding you the assumptions and there's certainly no debate on the assumptions. The assumptions are about sociology and psychology and stuff, and they know the truth. We don't even know the truth about about the experiments they have done uh, or the information they have gathered on all that. They tell you what they want to tell you, but it's at that level. It's just like when FDR was manipulated into – a certain kind of foreign policy they talked about it at the time and it was the cfr it was colonel house started with woodrow wilson and they loved that he was in a wheelchair because nobody could really access him it's it's great that trump doesn't have a computer he says so you can't get to him directly you have to stovepipe it all and that's how yeah. they do this they stovepipe the underlying assumptions about human nature and let you conclude that their policies are the only sensible policies given those assumptions that you don't know our assumptions
1: Real, I'm thinking deeply on those assumptions, <laughs> assumptions that we must question. And just the image of Woodrow. Think about Woodrow Wilson. Just, they had it so easy. You ne- they never saw Woodrow Wilson. They'd wheel him out there. That, that they was they FDR just, was in the wheel. FDR. Although Woodrow Wilson
0: was sick too. In the end, he had had a stroke. I think his wife was president.
1: Yeah, well. Towards
0: the end. Didn't getting, matter, but yeah, now we see them all. Now we get their first hand tweets. You know it's you know you're getting the real to the mind public. of Trump because Direct.
1: And I read it in a tweet. He talks about that communication stuff in that book. I gotta find the title of that book for tomorrow. We're gonna have to get to the fantastic sex robot brothels and sex robot stuff that I brought tomorrow, unfortunately. I hope.
0: I think I'm sick tomorrow. Everybody- <laughs> it's
1: pretty interesting stuff, though. It yeah, really is. No, I know.
0: I, I'm sure you'll present it tastefully.
1: You guys can find <laughs> your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on the PropReport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with a Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.